Have you ever lived in a house that has a leaking roof? Or, <laughs> not looking at Dave in particular, but, or leaking gutters or whatever. It's, it's not a great experience, is it? And uh, the time to fix the roof is not in the rain that we had earlier. Uh, it was really throwing it down, wasn't it? It's not, you don't fix the roof when there's a force eight gale and it's throwing down with rain. You fix the roof when the sun's still shining. So fix the roof before the storm comes. Um, as I was preparing this, it made me think of the, uh, the film Far From the Madding Crowd. I don't know if you know that one. And the scene where everybody's inside having a party and the storm is hitting and good old Gabriel is out there putting the tarpaulins over the crops, uh, which otherwise would have been completely spoiled. Um, that was the wrong time to party. You needed, they needed to uh, get everything secure first. And uh, we need to do the same thing spiritually. We need to be ready for anything. That's what today is about. So spiritually, we need to be ready for anything. To prepare our souls before hard times come. So Paul and Barnabas said, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. So that's today's good news. Uh, but life is like that, isn't it? We know uh, there will be hard times. Um, it's part of everyday life. It's promised there in the Bible. Maybe not the promise that we want to claim most, but it's there. In, uh, in John 16, verse 33... Jesus said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. It would be lovely if it stopped there, wouldn't it? Full stop, end of story, you have peace. But he continues, in the world you'll have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. And yes, in this world we will have trouble. We live in a broken world, we have a spiritual enemy who will do everything he can to try and disrupt and destroy the good things that God wants to do. But we can have peace in the storms because we know that Jesus is victorious and if we stick close to him, he'll lead us through. There may be storms that come through that will throw us off balance. They might cause us to lose our vision, to lose our hope. We may even have doubts that threaten to destroy our faith. And there are people who, who maybe would have been here today, but a spiritual or emotional storm has robbed them of their faith. Perhaps not completely. They may just be hanging on by their fingernails. But they're not thriving in the way that they perhaps could have done if their walk with Jesus hadn't been compromised. And that's not meant to be any kind of criticism of them. It's just... That is the severity of the storm that might hit us and the kind of thing that we need to be ready for. And my observation of these dear people is, really this is an observation to help us. And uh, it is though that they didn't prepare before the storm. But why would they? You know, when you don't realise there's a storm coming, when you don't realise the severity of what may hit us, then it, there isn't really that incentive to uh, necessarily be aware of what's, what needs to be done or, or what we need to do. 
So some of you have seen this before. Um, this is just a timeline of how we may grow spiritually. And there are six seasons that we can pass through. Uh, some of us have looked at that before in a bit more detail. And in any of those storms, we might hit... Sorry, in any of those seasons, we might hit storms because stuff happens at different times. But there is a particular stage uh, called the, the, the wall or the dark night of the soul when uh, at the beginning of season four there where uh, things can get particularly intense. And the, the thing about that particular, the wall, is that rather than it just being external circumstances that are difficult, um, sometimes extremely difficult, what happens is that God starts doing something inside and he starts doing an internal rewiring that can really be quite um, disorientating, quite cause us uh, to lose our balance spiritually. Some people even lose their faith at that point. And what I would like to suggest is that if we have, uh, if we've repaired the roof before the storm comes, then actually we'll, we'll be in a lot better place. If we can put in a good foundation now, then when the storms come, whether they're whatever stage they may be at, whether it's the big one, the wall, the dark night of the soul, or whether it's just other things that happen, then we won't be thrown off balance by these problems that hit. So, having been through the wall and come out the other side, I wish I'd known more, more about it. I wish I'd had someone who could have guided me through it because it was excruciatingly painful. And, uh, but I'm so grateful for the things that God taught me beforehand that I'd put in place, not realising just how badly I'd need them. So, what's going to help us uh, through the storms of life? I want to pick three things. So, the first one is the Bible. The Bible meditations that we use at the retreat days are designed not just to be a good thing to do on a retreat day, but something that we can do daily or weekly or maybe twice a week, depending on how your schedule is. And I found that these Bible meditations have had more impact on my life spiritually than any other way of reading the Bible. That's why I I mentioned that. I know there are lots of great ways of reading the Bible. I'm not knocking them. Um, unfortunately, many Bible reading methods are about information. The Bible meditations are about a heart encounter with God, experiencing him. And that's why they're so powerful. Head information is useful, but it can just lead to spiritual dryness. Whereas a heart encounter with Jesus changes us, it takes us deeper, and it also happens to help us to prepare for the storms. A friend WhatsApped me this after a couple of Emmanuel prayer sessions and then starting to do Bible meditation every day. He said, it has changed my life. I feel so free and like a new person. Today I read Matthew 11, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. For the first time in my life, I now feel and understand this verse. I knew it before to a level, but, it ne but never felt the rest or the burdens lift. I feel free 
no weight, no stress, and I feel and know I'm loved. It's wonderful. So that's the impact that uh, these things can have as we draw close to God. So if you'd like to know more about the Bible meditations, then I've got an outline I'd be very happy to give you. And there are uh, just a couple of verses to look at each day that build upon each other. And there's enough there to keep you going for months or maybe even a year or two. I'm on my third circuit of doing it. And uh, it's blessed my socks off doing it. Okay, so that's the first one, the Bible. second one, church family. Church family is vital for when we go through storms. God put us in a family for a reason. We actually do need each other. Isolation is a punishment. Separation from our spiritual family is bad for us. And yet I don't know about you, but when I hit problems, so often I feel like withdrawing. You know, I'm a, I'm a very private person. I'm English. Uh, and the natural thing is, is to withdraw, to try and cope. And actually that's one of the worst things that we can do. Yes, there are times when we need space. I get that. Um, but actually we need people as well. We experience our church family through these worship gatherings, through the lunches that we have, through small groups, and I hope we'll have some small groups starting in, uh, in the new year, by praying together in the various different ways that we pray, by so- socialising together, by asking for help, by being there to support, by keeping our eye open for uh, who might be in need, who hasn't uh, come through the building, for, through the doors for a few times and uh, might be in need of some emotional support or practical support. So, you know, somebody needs to take the initiative for these things to happen. And uh, you are the body of Christ. Uh, and God has put you in this place for a reason, where we get to play. Uh, as Wimber said, uh, play nice and share your toys. So, you know, we're children of God together, so let's grow together, let's build each other up. Uh, the phrase one another comes over 190 times in the Bible, and it's a positive thing that uh, it mentions each time. Uh, spiritually, it, spirituality is something that we do together. We don't just do our Bible meditations on our own and take care of our spiritual walk on our own. Spirituality is something that we do together and we are so much stronger if we can do it together. Ecclesiastes. Oh, where are we? No. I haven't got that one up for you. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 1. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. There's power in relationship, power in the emotional support that we give each other. Um, But as I said, the unfortunate thing about human nature is that when storms hit, the natural thing often is to withdraw the opposite what we need. And as it says here, two can defend themselves so much better than one because you can fight back to back and support each other. And, uh, you know, our enemy, Satan... He is, he's very skilled at taking people out. He's very skilled at, you know, even just getting us slightly off balance. And so we need the support of each other. And then the third thing is that we need wise friends. 
Proverbs 10, verse 13. Wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning, but a rod is, the, is for the back of the one who has no sense. And Proverbs has a lot to say about wisdom and uh, where to get wisdom from. Uh, wise friends can give us pointers during storms that will help to guide us through. Uh, I've got some very wise friends that I call on regularly and uh, they have been an incredible support. Um, they may, it may be that they've been that pathway before us. Uh, they can see the direction that we need to go in. They can see the kinds of things that might help us or the next few things that might even come as a, a stumbling block uh, that we need to be aware of. So I'd encourage you, seek out people to fulfill that role for you and spend time with them. Uh, seek out people who um, you can ask them for a drink or for a meal or go for a walk and then don't waste their time but come with questions, come with things that you want to talk about um, and uh, yeah, look for wise people. 1 Timothy 1.18 Paul says, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and have so su have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I've handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. Taken out by a storm. It's easy to be shipwrecked in a storm. Do you have a chart? Do you have a map to help you to know where to go in the storm? Do you know where the lighthouse is? Do you know where there is a port where you can find refuge and safety in that storm? Well, Timothy had Paul to help him. Um, Paul mentored Timothy. Elijah mentored Elisha helped him to become strong so that when there were these big things they had to face, whether it was a, uh, a big storm or a big ministry opportunity or the, very often the two going together, that they were ready to be able to face them. And just because we start well doesn't mean that we will necessarily do well when storm clouds come over the horizon. So wise friends can help us. Jesus said he had overcome the world. And that we can have peace. Uh, if you feel worried about the storm, then come to Jesus, receive his peace. And he promises a peace beyond our circumstances. And that's what we need. He, he doesn't promise us that there will never be difficulty. The reality is that there will. And who knows what this week may throw at us. But we, we know that we can have peace. We know that we can prosper through the storm. So now is a good time to get ready for the next storm, wherever, whenever that may come, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, to use a slightly different analogy, Jesus said it's no good trying to build your house on the rock uh, when the storm hits. You need to build your house on the rock before the storm hits. And that's by obedience to the Bible. The fool is someone who hears what God says and does nothing. But uh, wisdom is putting into practice what God has said. That puts us on the rock. That gives us safety in the storm. So Bible meditations 
and obedience to what God says. Uncompromising obedience to what the Bible says is something that Christians need a lot more of these days because it's difficult, isn't it? There are some tough issues to have to talk through. Obeying God's word includes being an active part of his family, so I'm glad you're here today. And as I said, there are lots of ways of doing that, both to give and to receive. Wisdom, uh, as I was preparing this talk, seemed to be lacking in the political arena uh, more than usual, which is saying something. Um, Wisdom is lacking throughout our society, isn't it? But there are wise friends who can help us through the storms. They can help us to prepare and they can help us when storms hit. So don't withdraw, but press in to the relationships that you have. Because storms don't have to overwhelm us. Just three simple things that can help us through the storms. The Bible, and in particular Bible meditations, being part of a church family and strengthening those relationships and then finding wise friends who can just be a listening ear and help you to to work through um, what you need to know, what the next step is in your walk with God. So, three things that we can work on in a practical way this week. 